Hi everyone. Just a reminder that this show is not legal advice, trading advice, financial advice, or personal advice. Enjoy the show and thank you very much. Yo, yo, welcome to Crypto 101. This is Matthew Aaron and Wikipedia on the blockchain. What? Yep. I was skeptical and I am honestly still a little skeptical. However, Wikipedia on the blockchain solves a lot of problems for some people in the world that maybe deal with censorship and government control over what they see and what they know. Imagine Wikipedia in China, where you only can access certain information. Who are the presidents of China? You can't access that on Wikipedia. What about Tiananmen Square? You can't access that on Wikipedia. However, if it was decentralized, then you cannot block the IP. Well, today's guest, Theodore Facilius of Everipedia, is working on this solution. Now, guys, this is blockchain technology. This is why we love this so much, because we don't know what kind of creative shit is going to come out of this. <laughs> and I will tell you what, this is some creative stuff. So listen to this episode and let's find out about Wikipedia on the blockchain, Everypedia. But before we go into that, Crypto101podcast.com, that's Crypto101podcast.com. Over there, you can find our Facebook page, come to our Facebook group, you can join the conversation, learn a lot. You can find our profiles, you can find our episodes, and you can donate to Patreon. Patreon is the way that we are supporting this podcast. So please become a Patreon member. And without further ado, my conversation with Theodore. Theodore, how you doing, man? Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you, man. It's great to be here. Hey, Theodore, could you do us a favor and just please give us an introduction of yourself, your background? Sure, yeah. Uh, my name is Theodore Fasilius, and I'm the co-founder and CEO of Everypedia. I'm originally from Sweden, but now living in California and uh, working at Everypedia and basically just trying to build the world's first and largest encyclopedia on the blockchain. So what is Everpedia mean and what does it mean to have an encyclopedia on the blockchain? So I guess I should give some background on Everpedia first. So the company has actually been around for a little over two years now. It originally started as a project just between me and my co-founder Sam in 2014. Um, and our original vision was just to build a more modern and inclusive version of Wikipedia. Um, we thought there was a lot of parts about Wikipedia that, you know, we're both you know, Wikipedia editors and huge fans of Wikipedia. It's like the main inspiration for Everypedia. But we felt like, you know, Wikipedia has been the only dominant online encyclopedia for almost two decades. And they haven't barely, you know, updated or innovated their, their platform or their guidelines right. hardly at all. And so we just felt like there's so many things that we could do better, um, especially the design and the functionality and the notability guidelines, which we didn't really think made a lot of sense. And so... It's kind of how we started out. We, we raised seed funding from Mucker Capital in 2015. And then since then, we've, we've raised a little over a million dollars. And we've grown to about 3 million unique users a month. 
So we, we started out by forking Wikipedia, okay. uh, English Wikipedia. Um, our own community has created a little over a million articles on top of that. So by content, we're actually already the world's largest uh, English encyclopedia, which is pretty cool. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Could you, can we back this up just a little bit? And sure thing. There, there's problems you found with Wikipedia. And you, you yeah. just uh, touched on them real quick. They haven't updated their design, their functionality, their, I think you said one more thing. Can you go into notability? The, what, yeah. Notability. Thank you. Can you go into those specifically and tell us your input of why they're not good? In terms of the functionality, we just thought their kind of editing interface didn't make a lot of sense for people that aren't technical. Their talk pages didn't make a lot of sense for non-coders either. Essentially on Wikipedia, if you want to like contest or discuss a reference for an article or something, um, you have to go to a separate talk page and it's just like a big text field with a bunch of code and then you have to use wiki markup to type out comments and mm -hmm. it doesn't make any coherent sense for someone that's not actually technical and so we thought why don't we build an interface that's as easy to use as like instagram or, or facebook or something so that you know if there's like a history professor that's you know obviously like an expert in his field but not necessarily very technical he'll be able to use the site i see i see and then uh in terms of the notability and the guidelines and stuff like that uh, we just felt like their current policies are kind of outdated and we felt like the kind of stuff they cover is more like, you know, like an old textbook, whereas right. we kind of felt like, you know, back then it was 2015 and you have like all these up and coming rappers and YouTube stars and social media bloggers and stuff. And, you know, in Wikipedia's case, you know, like a flower that's 200 years that was discovered like 200 years ago or something um, that gets, yeah, you know, like five searches a month on Google or something like that. Could have a Wikipedia article, but you know, like Anna Nyström, which is like the biggest social media star in Sweden, is not considered notable enough. Hmm. So we just thought there was this huge vacuum of content that Wikipedia doesn't want to cover, um, where we could fill in the gap essentially. So what do you mean by they don't want to cover? How do, how does that work? It's just their notability standard. Okay. Um, it's it's very, um, in our opinion, outdated. Um, in their case, I think. They just wanted to kind of feel like an encyclopedia, kind of like Britannica, right. which is what Wikipedia started off by forking, mm -hmm. um, just like how we started off by forking Wikipedia. And so we just thought there's all this new content out there that doesn't necessarily meet their old notability requirements, but that people are you know, searching for um, information for. And so we kind of wanted to create the place for that. Wiki is a very reliable and trusted source of information anymore. I remember when I started university and people said yeah. you can't quote from Wikipedia. Now you quote yeah. from Wikipedia. So, uh -huh. yeah. so it's, it's, it's became such a force. Why do you think that it is now so trusted? And how are you gonna create a trusted system like that? So, uh, I mean, initially when we started out, our policy was just kind of, you know, anything should be able to have a page as opposed to Wikipedia. Right. But, it, it can only have a page as long as it's actually properly cited and it has a reference. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have a community that actually dictates what's considered actually like, you know, a credible source. Um, but anything, the policy is anything can actually have a page um, as opposed to Wikipedia. Okay. And so that's, that's kind of the original policy and how we started out and how we built it so far. But I guess the, the next part of that is kind of going into the blockchain aspect of it. Actually, that, that is my next question is, why did you create a Wikipedia on the blockchain? Essentially, we felt like, you know, we built this platform where, you know, all these different things were better, um, in our opinion. And, mm -hmm. but we still, we were still, you know, for-profit startup and, you know, we're 
we raised money and our investors needed a return on their investment. So originally we started out with, you know, partnerships and stuff with companies and we ran ads on the site. Mm-hmm. But something didn't feel right, right to us because we felt like, you know, all these aspects like the editing interface and stuff is better. But can we really call ourselves a better version of Wikipedia if we have ads? Right. And so we started thinking about, is there some other way to actually monetize this where you don't have to like have big annoying banner ads that, you know, users don't like? Um, or in Wikipedia's case, big donation banners, which is not, in our opinion, that much better. Right. Um, it's just a different form of ad rights. Right. It's trying to extract value from from the users. What my co-founder Sam came up with has been in the blockchain space since 2012, 2013, and he used to mine uh, Bitcoin and stuff back in college. Right he came up with the idea of what if we just decentralize it? Right. What if we allow the community itself to actually collectively own and host the entire like site and all of its content. And that way we actually align the incentives of the value uh, creators and the value extractors and make them one of the same right. through a tokenized system. So yeah, that's kind of how we came to that conclusion. So is the tokenizing uh, Everypedia merely financial backing or is the information of the Everypedia wrapped up in the blockchain as well? Uh, no, the information. So one of the one of the large reasons why we also want to do it is to create this peer-to-peer network where we use IPFS to actually store the information as well. Then it's not actually reliant on us as a centralized entity to upkeep it and pay for centralized servers and things like that. So in theory, if you know our team was you know abducted by aliens or something tomorrow, the site would actually and the content that people have created and put it put their like you know work into would actually remain and it would keep live on peer to peer. And that's a really cool concept to us that also kind of motivated it. And the the other reason with that, which is kind of like a side effect, is that that also kind of makes it really hard for countries that censor Wikipedia today to actually censor Everypedia and our, our wiki right. protocol. Because, you know, they can block like one server, one IP and so forth, but they can't block, you know, thousands of nodes that right. are collectively like running this. And so couple of reasons why we wanted to do it. Right on, man. That's, that's really cool. So what do you think the future yeah. of your company is? And what do you think the future of Everypedia is? Well, hopefully what we want to achieve with doing this is to create this uh, wiki protocol that essentially any block explorer can use to actually um, build different types of encyclopedias and knowledge projects on top of it. And, uh, you know, Everypedia.org with our uh, couple of million unique users is going to be obviously the first big block explorer to actually utilize this new wiki protocol and it's hopefully going to work as a catalyst to get it going. Um, mm-hmm. but we, we really do want other projects and other encyclopedias as well to actually eventually start using it. And if someone can create a better Everypedia, a block explorer that uses the protocol that wants to compete with us, we're, we're all for that. That would be awesome. Right Even on. if they outcompete us, yeah. There was a time I used to look into my father's eyes in a happy home, I was a king, I had a golden throne. Those days are gone, now the memories on the wall. Just going into your ideas of, of the market right now, and maybe we can tie uh, every PETA in, into it as well. The market is going crazy, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bitcoins. Are you a Bitcoin holder? I'm more of an EOS holder right now. All right. Um, than a Bitcoin one. I have a I have a small amount of Bitcoin, but not enough to really feel the the positive effects of you know the recent the recent growth. But yeah, right, I so mean the, the market has just been going up like a ton in general. So I mean, 
a, a drunk monkey throwing like darts at a board could, you know, make as good investments <laughs> as like, you know, someone actually trying to like analyze it, right? So, right. So what do you think of the market so you, going up like crazy? I mean, I think it's good. I think people are starting to realize that blockchain technology is here to stay and that, you know, even people that aren't necessarily in the crypto community is starting to actually understand it and understand the uh, kind of implications that it's going to have in the world and how it's going to revolutionize how, you know, everything works, how mm-hmm. banking works, how, how money works and, you know, even consumer dApps like ours and actually creating a decentralized internet where everyone that actually partakes in it actually gains something from it collectively. Whereas, you know, traditionally, um, you know, there's there's been value extractors and value creators. So with Facebook, for example, you know, they have 2 billion people creating all of this value. Um, and then you have Facebook Incorporated, uh, which is one central entity just extracting all of that. Right. Um, right. Same thing with Wikipedia. You know, all the people contributing to Wikipedia, the value gets extracted by the Wikimedia Foundation, even though, you know, they're not a nonprofit or whatever. But so I think a lot of sites like Wikipedia and, and things like that, uh, it makes a lot of sense for them and for the users to actually move over to a decentralized system where the value creators and the value extractors become one of the same. It kind of adds this new financial incentive to uh, actually contributing to these types of platforms instead. Uh, that's very interesting. Uh, I, have, I have two questions w- with that. Is First, what, what mm-hmm. platform did you use to create uh, Everypedia? Is it Ethereum? Or? Um, so we're, we're currently developing it on EOS, actually. Okay. Okay, cool. We believe that's uh, going to be, yeah. Hence, you holding lots of that and being a fan of that. Um, so yeah, how, of course. Yeah, of course. Could you tell us a little bit, how does that work? How does EOS work in with, with you building uh, Everypedia using that platform? And also, can you go more into how, do, how does that benefit the user? You said that there's content creators and then, you know, Facebook benefits. But how, how is that yeah. going to benefit everybody? In- sure, yeah. Um, so, so one of the main reasons why we want to use EOS, um, aside from them being, you know, in our, in our opinion, a superior technology for consumer dApps that wants to kind of decentralize. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're putting emphasis on uh, faster transaction speeds and, and things like that. And another really exciting thing is EOS storage, um, which will allow us to collectively host it on nodes, like I was describing before. And in terms of aligning the incentives, we were talking about the really cool thing about that is and the way our token system actually works on the site is to make an edit on the site or create an article you have to stake a small amount of tokens and then other editors edit validators have to approve your edit or your article mm-hmm. and if it gets approved you get back the, the small amount of tokens that you staked plus some more tokens as a reward if it gets dismissed by other token holders in the system your tokens actually get burned um, and so this this adds kind of a, an automatic quality mechanism mm. um, that's using financial incentives enabled by blockchain technology to actually ensure that stuff that gets added to the site and the, the network is actually high quality and not malicious or, you know, letting trolls through and things like that because it's not in the interest of the tokens, token holders that actually have a financial stake in the system to do that. It sounds like that if, if that's the case where you can stake your, your tokens to make a, a page... One, it seems like mm-hmm. a, a good uh, quality mechanism. Couldn't that create like pools, uh, like media pools that are just going to bias information and they're just going to maybe just not agree that this is a good article? I mean, it, it operates on the same principle as Bitcoin, right? Like someone could theoretically buy enough like mining equipment and stuff to get, you know, 51% of the hashing power to mm-hmm. start fucking with Bitcoin if they wanted to, right? right. Um, it operates on the same principle. 
but there's no like financial incentive to actually like add malicious stuff if you're right. using this type of technology. And so, um, you know, no one has actually tried to take down Bitcoin that way yet. And we don't think someone's going to try to sabotage like our knowledge network in the same way. Right. But this is, this is, you know, bleeding edge technology. And so it's uh, going to be interesting to see what happens when we launch it. Right, but, right, for sure. Yeah, you you got you said you've got VC funding, uh, you tokenized, it, uh -huh. and are you doing an ICO already? When ICO? Um, we have not made any announcements regarding our distribution method yet, but there will be some very exciting news um, being announced in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. All right, excellent, excellent. I think we already covered that you're an EOS uh, fan, but who is somebody yeah. you look? What is like one of the guys that you say this is the guy that's driving this all forward? Um, I'm personally, um, a big fan of Brock Pierce and okay. that might seem biased because he's a co-founder of EOS. Okay. Um, but I, I personally think that he has done a lot to help tirelessly bring like cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology to the masses. Like, you know, mm -hmm. he's around the world speaking at like different events and conferences about changing the world with blockchain technology, literally like 24, seven, 365. And he's just, you know, like a machine. And so I really admire him for doing that because I mean, he's obviously rich enough where he wouldn't actually have to do that if he didn't believe in it. So yeah, right. I think that's right. definitely cool. Right on, man. Right on. One of the last questions I wanted to ask you, and first, before we, we get off here, is there anything else that you'd like to cover on uh, every repeato that you want everybody to know and to check out? If you want to learn more about what we're doing and stuff, you can go to everypeta.org and, and sign up and join our Telegram and Reddit. We have all the information on there. For anyone that's interested, there's going to be a lot of exciting announcements in the next couple of weeks. And one announcement that I guess I should bring up that we um, actually announced last week is that uh, Wikipedia co-founder Larry Sanger has joined our executive team. Oh, wow. So that's yeah, big. There's... It's definitely big, yeah. And uh, <laughs> he's a big believer in in blockchain technology and how it enables us to decentralize like a knowledge base in this way. And so it's definitely great to have him on board. And yeah, it's uh, gives us a lot of confidence moving forward that we're going to be able to pull this off and build something great. If this was the first podcast somebody getting into the crypto space was going to listen to, and they just mm -hmm. happened on this interview with you, what would you tell them? Yeah. You mean as in giving them advice on yeah, what like they should do? Just the crypto space and blockchain. It's not even about investing and stuff like that. But, you know, everybody's hearing about this brand, Bitcoin. Bitcoin, Bitcoin, yeah. Bitcoin. So they go and they, they search Bitcoin on uh, iTunes. Crypto 101 <laughs> is the number one podcast that comes up. They're listening to your interview right now. We're talking together and they're like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start knowing about this. What would you say they need to know first? One thing I would say is I believe there's way too much focus right now in the press and stuff on Bitcoin and the price of Bitcoin and Bitcoin is going to fail. Bitcoin is going to like go to 100K. It's going to crash or, you know, it's all about Bitcoin. Right. And I think there's way too little focus on how blockchain technology is going to help like revolutionize the world and change the world. And so what I would recommend them to do is, is go like on YouTube and check out, you know, like different like crypto YouTubers and stuff and start learning about blockchain technology and, and the kind of things that that enables and, uh, you know, get into more things than Bitcoin. I think that's very, very good advice. And what would you t say that if they're going to get into something right now, what would, what would they get into? What would, what, would, what would be their focus? I mean, blockchain is pretty big, but what would you focus them on? Well, I think checking out 
projects like consumer dApps that are trying to decentralize, it's like it's a great way to get started because the actual user-facing functionality with with projects like this is not that complicated. It's easy for people to get started. Um, so, I would, I guess, recommend them to try out Steemit and and try to post some things on Steemit and mm. and use that. And then, um, as soon as we launch our new wiki protocol, I highly encourage people to start creating articles and and you know, curate content and start earning some tokens through our work as well. You're gonna have a crypto 101 page there very soon i think definitely yeah <laughs> all right for the last question of, of, of today and first before i ask that last question i want to say thank you very much for spending some time with us on crypto 101 of course yeah and i hope that once some of this news comes out um that you've hinted at in the next couple of weeks <laughs> that you come back on and tell us about it definitely yeah Count all right me in. so last question is what three songs would you like with your interview oh that's a tough one um the hardest question of the night Hardest question of the nice. Uh, I would do uh, Eminence Front by The Who. Okay. Um, Don't You Worry Child by uh, Swedish House Mafia. Okay. And Thunderstruck by ACDC. Oh, wow. Okay. You know what? That's the second <laughs> time on this show that somebody somebody recommended that. Oh, shit. Okay, cool. That's, that's <laughs> great. So I guess we have a, a, new, uh, a new popular winner now. <laughs> yeah. Out of all the songs. Nice. Hey, Theodore, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Matthew. It's been great. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Crypto 101. I hope you enjoyed it. Again, another amazing use case of the blockchain. Before we go, I just want to say ApogeeCrypto.com, that's A-P-O-G-E-E Crypto.com, is one of the best places to check your coins. The site is dope. It's responsive. It's beautiful. It has all the information you need to make educated decisions on what you're going to buy. Or just to see how much your gains are. Or losses. Sorry. ApogeeCrypto.com. Check them out. Thank you very much. This is Matthew Aaron with Crypto 101.